Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Child Chats. This is your host, Shaman Thomas. And today's episode is about walking in your destiny in Christ. This topic is actually one of my favorites because when I first gave my life to Christ, I was in rebellion, man. Like I was fueled by selfish ambition, which is sin, according to James chapter three, verses 14 through 15. It actually says that if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from above, but rather is earthly, unspiritual and demonic. And verse 16 in the English Standard Version, it goes on to say that for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is going to be disorder in every vile practice. And the definition of vile is extremely unpleasant. It's extremely unpleasant when we strive to do our will instead of God's will. And man, like as we get more into this podcast, this explains why me personally, I once thought that I was walking in the ways of the Lord, but the entire time I was bound, bound by anxiety, bound by depression, bound by confusion. And I would question God saying, why do I feel like this? I just gave my life to you and I just surrendered. So I thought, and I was trying to follow my dreams of becoming a professional basketball player. And I said to myself every single day that I went to go train that I could do all things through Christ to strengthen me, right? But then as I was fasting one day with the Lord and I was seeking the Lord, he revealed to me that he will not strengthen me when I walk in disobedience and ignore the calling that he has placed on my life. Now, yes, of course, when when um, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he's going to give us the desires of our hearts, according to Psalm chapter 37, verse four. But our hearts are deceitful above all things. And if we don't submit our entire existence and being to the will of God, it's going to stay deceitful as stated in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine. But yeah, so it wasn't until I began the process of deliverance. Yes, deliverance is a lifelong process. It's never ending. And also the process of crucifying my flesh. I began to notice that my dream wasn't to play professional basketball. It just wasn't. It was to travel the world and go to every country, every continent, every city, every region to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, at first I was frustrated with the Lord. I was so mad. My flesh was discouraging me because I had been balling since I was like four years old. And this was my reputation. It was my entire identity. It was all that I was known for. But this is what the second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says. It says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation and the old life is gone and the new life has begun. So this was a strong indicator that my new life in Christ it didn't begin because I was given basketball more time than I was given God. And I used to go from gym to gym, playground to playground for at least six hours a day. I'm not making this up. I would wake up at 4 a.m. and walk five miles alongside the highways and the darkness and the windy weather to get to the gym just to work on my game. And this was a problem because I would struggle to dedicate this much time and effort to the Lord. I would struggle to open my Bible. I would struggle to pray for more than 30 seconds. Yes, 30 seconds. Basketball was an idol to me. And what does the Bible say about idols? It says in Psalm um, 115 verse 8, it says that those who have idols become like those idols. The idols they can't speak. The idols they can't hear. They can't smell. They can't feel. They can't walk. This is how we become spiritually when we trust in these idols so my discernment it was gone my authority in christ it was gone i was not in my destiny i was operating under an idol that needed to be casted down in Jesus' name now when jesus he became my idol my thought processes they changed and so did my heart 
this topic is important because many Christians think that they're walking in their destinies, but are really walking in the destinies that they have created for themselves, which is idolatry. And some Christians are also walking in destinies that were forced upon them by other family members and friends. They're, they let their family and their friends become their idols, even by their ignorance. Um, Hosea 4, 6, it says that God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So whether you know it or not, you are in sin and you need to repent for that. It's very clear cut and it's easy to read. Idolatry is sin. No idolater will inherit the kingdom of God. And Proverbs 16, 25, it says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And I'm not saying that you're going to die for not walking in your destiny with Christ, although it's a possibility for all of us because the wages of sinning is death and disobedience is a sin. In fact, Ephesians chapter two, verse two, it says that the prince of the power of the air is working within the children of disobedience. The prince of the power of the air is Satan. So. When we are not walking in our God-given destinies and using the gifts that he gave us to glorify him, we are not only in error, but we are in danger. And you may be asking, how do I know what my destiny is in Christ? Look, all you got to do is simply ask him in faith and he will answer you with clarity. Read your word, declare it fast. The quote that I heard from um, Miles Monroe, one of my good sisters in Christ, she actually shared it with me the other day. It really blessed me. Um, it's about fasting and Miles Monroe said, fasting doesn't change or manipulate God, although a lot of people think it does. No, fasting changes you. It changes your heart, your soul, and allows you to be in position to receive the things of the spirit. So listen, this is what I personally believe. I believe that we have to purge ourselves of all pollution from this world and continually renew and transform our minds so that we are able to discern what the true will of God is and to know what is good, acceptable and perfect, according to Romans chapter 12, verse two. And this leads me to say that there is so much defilement on social media, man, like it is so much. And God actually led me to mute. Yeah, y'all y'all gonna think I'm crazy for this, but God actually led me to mute every single account that I follow that is not of him. I don't see stories or posts of people who are not walking with the Lord. Even some carnal Christians who call themselves um, holy and godly, they got muted due to the worldly content that they always seem to be sharing. It's not anything personal against them, but I just have to shut all doors to the enemy if I want to go where God has called me to go. And my feed is strictly Bible verses and other Christian content. I'm already knowing that everybody gonna be like, yo, this is way too extreme and he over the top. Nah, it's wisdom. When I had everybody unmuted, my mind was diluted. I was engaging in carnal conversations and producing bad fruit due to the unequally yoked relationships that I had on social media and all of the fruitless posts that I would see and eat with my soul every single day. It was destroying me. And this demonic media that a lot of us are consuming on a daily basis that has a negative effect on the calling that we have from God, believe it or not, but it's planting demonic seed after demonic seed, one post at a time, one scroll at a time. This is why Jesus said, every plant which my, my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted in Matthew um, chapter 15, verse 13. And then the first Peter chapter five, verse eight, it says, be alert 
and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, listen, this is my thing. If Fox News went live right now and they said that somebody is walking around with a rocket launcher and blowing people's houses up, blowing their cars up, you would be so cautious and on guard 24-7. You would test every spirit as the word of God commands you to. You would be sleeping probably with a gun under your pillow. And the reason I'm saying this is because we need to start sleeping with a spiritual gun under our pillow known as the sword which is the word of God and whenever we wake up in the middle of our sleep we begin to swing that sword fire that spiritual machine gun by praying in the spirit our weapons of our warfare they're not carnal they're spiritual and they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds demonic strongholds as stated in um, 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 now again a lot of people they may say that i'm legalistic or that i'm religious but no i'm hungry matthew chapter 5 verse 6 it says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for his righteousness for they will be filled by god and i wasn't able to accept the call from god on my life until i became hungry i wasn't able to accept the call of god on my life until my environment and my soul was transformed because it was once defiled it was very hard for me to discern and to accept the things that god wanted to give me with my the lifestyle that i was living there was just no way that he would be able to give that to me my character wasn't there my personality wasn't there my prayer life wasn't there my fasting life wasn't there so there was no way that i was going to be able to accept what he was trying to offer me to whom much is given much is required right now to go on I just want to say this right now because people, they look at where I am now and they say, oh, he got a podcast. He got this. He got that. He got. Listen, I've been a reject in almost my entire life. Churches rejected me. Family rejected me. Even family members that were Christians rejected me. And just when I thought that I had hit my ceiling, um, with, just when I thought I had hit my ceiling with God, this was about four months ago. And I'm like, God, like, I don't I don't think I could grow anymore because my environment was just, ugh, you know, but I prayed to God and I said, hey, I really want to go deeper with you. I really want to go higher with you. And he sent me to a church across the world in Trinidad and Tobago, which would actually become the first church that I would become a member of. And I submitted myself under the authority of the pastors that he put in my life. Reverend Chris and Reverend Michelle Young. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. I have grown so much and I've become so equipped within the past four months that it feels like a dream that I do not want to wake up from. I've only been a member of this church for, for four months, but it feels like I've gained 10 years worth of wisdom from Christ. This goes back to me saying that when you ask God in faith, he's going to deliver. You will receive. I asked to be spiritually fed and discipled and he sent me to spiritual pillars who have been training me seven days a week to become a violent soldier in the army of the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. You must believe that God exists. God is miraculous. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. He is a provider. You must believe every single word and every single letter that is written inside of the Bible. If you don't believe one scripture, then you don't believe the entire 66 book canon. That's just how it is. But back, back to the scripture where it says that God rewards us for seeking him. I'm not encouraging anybody to do what I do because my life and my calling is entirely different from everybody else's and vice versa. But I'm about to boast in the Lord. Before I say this, this is coming from a place of humility. It's um, I don't want any glory. 
all glory goes to God. He must increase, but I must decrease. And I'm saying this to edify those. I'm saying this for motivation. I'm saying this for inspiration to the saints because he can use you the same way that he uses me. The Holy Spirit is responsible for everything. The Holy Spirit is working within us. The Holy Spirit is going to use us as vessels and vehicles to get the message of God out. This is not by us and it will never be by us. But listen. I used to call out of work to go on evangelism trips in the trenches of Philly to pray for the lost and to do deliverance, all of these things. I used to schedule three-day vacations from work where I would put my own money in my own gas tank and take six-hour round trips to spread the gospel alone with nobody else but Jesus Christ. And this was in Washington, D.C. It was in New York City. I've applied and worked for jobs as delivery drivers just so that I could pray and worship in a van all day long, all night long without distractions. I'm talking 12 sometimes 13 hour shifts of straight intercession straight worship and um, bible class as well because i'm enrolled in bible college but again i'm not encouraging anybody to do this if they are not led this is my story and this is my journey and i say this only because many people they look at my life and they see nothing but favor and they see blessings they don't see the warfare they're always asking me questions and um, I give the same answer every single time. It's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Jesus is the reason that I can do all this stuff. My father in heaven takes care of me because I'm about his business and not my own business. And back to the warfare, they don't see me praying in the spirit at 3 a.m. against witches trying to astral project into my house. They don't see me standing in a gap, losing sleep and going to war for my family. They don't see me fasting for weeks at a time or sometimes days straight with no food and water. You know how many classes that I also could have failed in college if it wasn't for his grace. I used to refuse to take exams. I used to refuse to participate in group projects that the topic um, if the topic or the curriculum went against my faith in Christ, I've gotten 20% grades on final exams for writing in my own answers on multiple choice scantrons. I've been in classrooms where I stood in front of the entire class saying that homosexuality and abortion is sin and backing it up with scripture. I've been reading the Bible in front of my classmates. I've been reading it in front of my professors. I've called out professors in front of um, the class for misquoting and compromising the word of God. I'm saying all this to say that um it's not by our works it's not by our works at all it's by his grace and it's by his mercy and another thing that i gotta say too is a lot of people they get so caught up with the once saved always saved and he got me no matter what i mean you can believe whatever you want but the bible says that faith without works is dead and we must be doers of the word not just hearers of it because we want to be deceiving ourselves and that's why the word of god says you're going to know them by their fruits we have to do exactly what christ did we have to make disciples we have to be disciples and it all comes down to how bad do you want him now when we christians when we walk in our purpose we get that authority over the enemy and nothing's going to hurt us according to luke chapter 10 verse 19 and we reap generational blessings upon our families yes general generational blessings is a real thing deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 it says know therefore that the lord your god is god the faithful god who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments for a thousand generations but we also become a forceful and moving vehicle 
for the Holy Spirit. And we begin to reap the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And God must increase, but we must decrease. Once we realize that casting out devils, receiving miracles and such is a work of the Holy Spirit and not a work of us, we will become more humble and our character will become more mature and durable enough to handle the desires of our new heart in Christ. Also, when we walk in our God, given purposes we have to walk in repentance and in love it is never about us we are not above being deceived if we were the bible wouldn't tell us to test every spirit and to be watchful we need to die to our flesh every single day we need to be refilled of his spirit every single day we need to spiritually eat every single day which is reading the word of god there is absolutely no ceiling in christ there is absolutely no ceiling for our growth in christ it is an everlasting marathon to righteousness and holiness we will be used when we make ourselves available to his call we need to make ourselves available every second of the day not just on sunday mornings in church a prayer in the morning and a prayer at night it's not going to cut it one bible verse a day it's not going to cut it saying a five second thank you god over your food is not going to cut it you aren't called to be a church member you're called to be a soldier in christ the destiny is not yours it's his he will mold you into a spiritual giant during your preparation stage but we have to remind ourselves to be patient this is not an overnight thing it is an eternal one for me personally when i let go of everything and gave it to christ i was broken at first women i really loved we had to break up friends i really messed with we had to cut ties the secular music that i used to love to listen to from j cole and kendrick i just had to let it go and you know and you know um, how people, they say that they have to do spring cleaning and they throw everything out and they start all fresh and brand new and clean for the new season. That's how it was when I answered God's call. So many things, so many relationships, worldly opportunities, they got thrown right in the trash, but he gave me favor. He not only replaced every single thing that I've lost, but he improved it. And he gave me um, he gave me better things than I had before, better friends that I had before. I have on fire and radical Christians as my close friends. Now, I belong to a prayer team right now. Everyone's on fire. I'm constantly being encouraged to go deeper in Christ. He changed my entire surroundings. He changed. He changed everything about my life and he made it fit for his will and not my will. But the biggest thing that I've had to learn on this journey with God is how to actually walk by faith and not by sight it's a lot harder than it seems and when we read it in the scriptures you know we get this motivation we feel so good we walk around saying it but when it's time to actually do it and your back is against the wall and you can only trust in god it is so hard to walk by faith that's why i pray every single day god can you please give me more faith in you because these obstacles you're throwing at me i don't know how i'm gonna get out of this one i'm just there's a lot of times that I'm in positions where I just have absolutely no choice but to trust in God. And it's extremely challenging. It's a lot of pressure. And the thing that I really love about it is it forces me to go to that secret place. It forces me to go to my prayer closet and just seek God 24 hours out of my day, seven days a week. It it enhances my walk with him. It helps me trust in him more and love him more. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to cut the podcast off here because I don't want to go on rambling and rambling. I feel like there was a lot in this message and I just pray that it edified everyone. I pray that somebody got something out of this, whether it's just one person or 100 people or 1000 people. It does not matter. I just pray that someone got this word. And um, I just want to say God bless every single viewer that's watching this. Jesus loves you and so do I. I hope your day is blessed. I hope 
I hope you seek God. I hope you seek repentance. And I just hope that you walk the walk. But yeah, that's all for today. Episode two. I love y'all. God bless. Stay up.